0: Now welcome back I want to go to the phones again Paddy Cullivan the musician is on the line he was the front man of the Late Late Show house band uh, for years the Camembert Quartet and many things good morning to you Paddy Morning Oliver You you worked with Sinead O'Connor many many times Paddy uh, and she had great respect for, for her fellow musicians
1: She did she loved the Camembert Quartet she always asked for us when she was doing a sh- you know doing a, an appearance on TV uh, she got on great with me and Doc and Jim Sheridan Ray McCann Cormac Moore Glenar, Norwegian guitarist she used to boss us around, uh, but she was brilliantly... If I can say she was vulnerable at the same time as being of assertive, she, course, yeah. she would turn around and say, you know, was that okay? And I go, you're a genius, Sinead, you're absolutely fine, don't worry. Mm. The, you know, a world superstar. And that was one of the great appealing things about her was that she was so concerned with the minutiae of, of getting the music done. I, and she was very passionate about her skill, as her vocal. Remember, everybody has a kind of a unique voice today, or that's what they're looking for. When mm-hmm. Sinead's voice came out in 87... No one had heard anything like this before. The closest I could think would be Kate Bush, you know, who'd just come up with, you know, the whole um, running up that hill and all that stuff, yeah. and Hounds of Love. And, and when her debut came out, it just blew everybody away. And I bizarrely met her. I was growing up on Northridge, Orda Street, and I was attending Frank Merriman's Bel Canto classes across the road. She was getting Bel Canto operatic singing lessons at the same time. So was Christy Dignam. So all these... Mad people of 1980s Dublin were all getting their singing lessons in the one place with Frank Merriman. But that just showed how dedicated she was. She still wasn't, you know, f- she she still wanted to train herself and to, to train her art. She thought and she that still kind needed of ran All the way through her yeah. career, she was fastidious musically. You know what I mean? And so whenever she'd appear with us, uh, she would have this amazing uh, dedication to getting
0: it all done and getting it done right. So she wasn't someone who sauntered in with no rehearsal. She dedicated herself to rehearsals and all of that.
1: Well, no, I mean, you can't go into RT without rehearsing something to death anyway. So uh, what would happen was we did a great show with her called For One Night Only, presented by the great Gay Byrne. Uh, it was a whole hour-long music show dedicated to her. I hope that Orti will re-show that because it was great. Yeah. And it was I think it was 2014 we got to play things like The Wolf is Getting Married. Yes, Gorgeous um, song. And other brilliant songs by her. And the funny thing about this was, you know, Sinead's original music, when Lion and the Cobra came out... Uh, the songs were so incredible Troy, Jerusalem as well as Mandinka the hit it's almost you know Nothing Compares to You is almost an aberration in her career it's mm. a cover version it was a massive worldwide hit but in fact she was more like a Dublin indie singer and, and would have continued and did continue in that vein and her own songs were incredible and we got to sing six of them with her and um, she was incredibly funny as well Oliver I have to say this she was God. immensely funny um, we would be rehearsing we were rehearsing Nothing Compares To You. You usually had to do three band rehearsals, three camera rehearsals, and then do the actual live take. Yeah. So she was being driven mad doing this and all of this. Of course, she was singing her heart out for every take. She'd start changing the lyrics, you know? So we'd be standing around. She'd change it to Nothing Compares To Pooh and then improvise an entire lyric based on that for the entire song till we were all cracking up. Then the next take, we were going, OK, calm down, everybody. Let's do a right this time. And then she'd say, Nothing Compares To two. So I'll leave it up to your imagination what she was singing about. But it was, <laughs> okay. it was just, she was a brilliant, funny, assertive, vulnerable person in every kind of way. Mm. And that unique voice, it, it was incredible. And that show, we kind of played with her over the years on The Late Late, Eight Good Reasons, another amazing song. Uh, but the one you were talking about, we were at the Lincoln premiere in 2013. Oh, yes. Where she just yeah. stood up and just jammed with the band and it was incredible.
0: And because she had a a, a strange relationship with that song that made her famous, particularly outside of Ireland, Nothing Compares to You. And she hadn't sung it in in a long time. It was 2013 uh, and you managed to coax her into singing it again. I think Christa Berg was there as well.
1: Yes. But you know something, Sinead always had a keen eye. I mean, if you listen even to No Man's Woman, all these great songs from later on, um, A Good Reason specifically, she was a great pop songwriter in her own right, apart from Nothing Compares to You. So she never... Stop singing that song. She always knew that that's where the bread was buttered and that's mm-hmm. what people wanted to hear. But I think what's amazing, uh, people should explore all of her other work. Yes. Because it really is amazing. And I mean, like in 1980s Dublin, you know, we were listening to, we had very Catholic taste. We listened to Kate Bush and Guns N' Roses. And it came, you know, at the line in the Cobra. And it really just blew our minds. And then I, I do not want what I have not got, which was just, it just blasted her 7 million copies, Worldwide Star and all the rest of it. But still very concerned with politics History and all the rest of it, a great inspiration to people, you know, not to keep your mouth shut. And actually, the, the amazing thing about Sinead was she was right about the church. She was right about everything at the time. I would point more specifically, she was fascinated with history too. At one point, she was on the Late Late and giving out about this kind of state and academic besmirchment of the 1916 hero. She, she really was not happy about this kind of revisionist history. Yeah. And, you know, she brilliantly wrote a song on Universal Mother called Famine, which I loved because... Mm-hmm. Uh, the amazing thing was, you know, there are whole academic departments for the last 150 years dedicated to saying that the famine was a natural disaster and the poor old British government just didn't know what to do. <laughs> and she just put it so brilliantly. She said, um, I want to talk about the famine, the fact there never really was one. There was no famine. Irish people were only allowed to eat potatoes. All of the other food, meat, fish, vegetables were shipped out of the country under armed guard to England while the Irish people starved.
0: And she, she so knew that she, um, she had the attention of the world and she wanted them to know this. Isn't that, isn't that the kind of... And she wasn't going to let anyone say you can't say this uh, in a record. Exactly, but she
1: was very well read and I mean, you know, very Republican in her own way, very much into peace and Gandhi and non-violent revolution Um, and then, you know, they gave us money to not teach our children Irish and so we lost our history and she was very passionate about bringing that back, educating people through her music and stuff like that and so her music... You know, you have the beauty of her music as a, as a mother, as an emotional, spiritual person. Um, even her song, her lyrics about the music business. You know, the business gets in the way of her enjoying the music. Mm. But she really was passionate about history and educating people, and and rebel music and stuff like that. So I thought, I, I, you know, she really was an all rounder. But amazing to be such a commercial being who who could then also go. Great! I've made it. Now mm. let's make some interesting music again. She and didn't just rest under
0: laurels. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Incredible. And and the she she um, put her money where her mouth is. As he said, there's a lovely message in here saying, "I, uh, I used to work in a special school for travellers, St Thomas's in Clonshock in Dublin, which is now closed. Our bus broke down, and all the travellers wrote to the celebrities asking for money to buy a new second-hand bus." Sinead was the only one to reply. She sold a grand piano, and the money more than paid for the bus, and the leftover was used for trips. So respect and gratitude from Paul. And these are the quiet things that she was doing uh, while get, getting about her business, Paddy. And she was a huge star, but um, her quiet intellect and her passion was just there all the time.
1: It was. And I, always, I, I find it interesting because she'd pop into the studio and we'd all greet each other like old friends. And then she'd want to know about like, the water charges. She'd want to know about all that stuff. She was oh. not in an ivory tower at all. She mm-hmm. was someone who was very much involved in the day-to-day minutiae of what was going on in Ireland. You know, um, I even got an email by mistake on her in February. She sent some detailed financial stuff to some guy called Paddy, and it came to me and it said, I'm so sorry, Janine, I think you've sent it to the wrong person. And she <laughs> she just said to me, that's great, so you're still not an RTE. And uh, <laughs> she was very funny with that kind of turn of phrase, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, okay. And th- th- there was a great kind of cynicism to her, as well as a kind of a seriousness, mm. but there was always a little twinkle in the eye and kind of a sarcasm going on. Yeah. But, what, but what she was... You know her interest in what was going on day to day was amazing. Is she was she was very much the Southside girl from Dublin who was just had accidentally had this massive number one hit and sold ten million records, and then just got back to being an indie Dublin rock singer who was just could sing anything as well. I mean, I, I have to point out the covers album, which a lot of people blame for her career kind of dipping slightly because she didn't you know follow Hmm. up nothing conversely with another big original album she did of course Universal Mother was a masterpiece Yeah,
0: and she kept going Paddy because I actually want to play a track uh, of her later stuff it was from her ninth album you mentioned it there The Wolf Is Getting Married and uh, she said she heard the phrase from a taxi driver Uh, which is taken from an Arab expression for a break in the clouds. The wolf smiles as he's on his way to the wedding. Uh, It was released 10 years ago, 2012, over 10 years ago and it's the first single from her ninth album The Wolf is Getting Married. Paddy, thanks a million. Thanks so much, Oliver. 51551, that's our text and uh, here, let, let Sinead. The
1: wolf is getting married
0: Just gorgeous, gorgeous work. The Wolf is Getting Married and that was from uh, the album How About I Be Me and You Be You. I mean, she had such great uh, titles on her albums. Am I not your girl? I do not want what I haven't got. I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. That was in 2014. And there are lovely messages. We had that one of the kind of quiet um, help and support that she was giving people and charities. And there's a lovely Rosa Gilbert on on Twitter was uh, pointing out that Sinead O'Connor was involved with the London Irish Women's Centre while living in London. She opened their October 1998 conference on Irish women and mental health. She said, I'm not responsible for what happened to me in Ireland, so I don't need to feel ashamed uh, to speak about it. And the mischievous um, streak as well is pointed out. Dr James Bailey says, Sinead O'Connor was brilliant, smart and courageous as feck. I hope she's remembered for her sense of humour too. And he shares um, photographs which are from her, her memoirs and uh, he points out here here she is attending an anti-Sinead O'Connor demonstration in disguise. Truly one of a kind. And you want to see these pictures because there was truly an anti-Sinead O'Connor movement after uh, what she had done with the, the picture of the Pope and so on. And uh, so she thought for a bit of a lark. That she would put herself in disguise and attend a protest against herself, which I think really captures the, the sense of humor that she had. Uh, lots of messages coming through five one five five one. Um, terrible, terrible, heartbreaking news of a true iconic strong woman in the late in the late night. The late Sinead O'Connor. I grew up listening to the powerful voice that echoed through my heart. Very, very sad. My condolences go out to her family and her home of Ireland. Nothing compares to you, Sinead. And that's from Rodney uh, from Tasmania in Australia. And uh, Sinead was Ireland's daughter. We loved her so, so much. Palpable grief here and beyond. I hope she knew how much she was loved, says Veronica. 51551, that's the text.